You're listening to Limitless Leaders Podcast. Accelerate your mindset, collaboration and performance by developing limitless self-leadership, leaders, teams and organizations. Now, over to your host, Renee Jerusso. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Limitless Leaders live stream. Today, we're live streaming our podcast with the fabulous Anne-Marie Cross. And Anne-Marie, for those that don't know Anne-Marie, is a personal branding and podcast strategist and business coach. She's also the CEO and founder of Ambitious Entrepreneur Podcast Network and Industry Thought Leader Academy. And to top that off, she's also an author of Industry Thought Leader, Invisible to Influential and Profitable with a Podcast. Dubbed the podcasting queen, and I've worked with Anne-Marie for a few years now, and she so deserves that title. She's an award-winning podcast host and is recognised as a podcasting engineer in her space. And she started her first podcast back in 2008. Her podcasts have been syndicated on both national and international radio and listed among the top podcasts for entrepreneurs and small businesses worldwide. She's recently been cited as one of the top 20 business coaches in Melbourne, Australia, and she works with consultants and coaches all around the world, helping them create distinguishable, uncopyable and irresistible brands. So they're seen as not a choice, but the choice to reach their ideal clients. Along with establishing a robust podcast strategy, Um, She helps them build their reach, their reputation to be a trusted authority, as well as building revenue as they continue to nurture listeners into leads, inquiries, and ultimately paying customers from their very first episode. So, Anne-Marie, welcome today. Oh, thank you so much, Renee. It's a pleasure to be here and live streaming too. Yes, very exciting. Very exciting. And I've really been looking forward to doing these podcasts. So so our listeners have, you know, the choice of listening or watching. I know, I know I'm very visual and, and, you know, I love watching a podcast. So, so thanks for being here today. I'd love to kick off and welcome to all of our listeners or viewers out there right now. I'd love to kick off and ask you, how have you came or have you come, I should say, to be where you are today? That's a great question. If I think back to 2008 when I started my first podcast, that was, for for those of you who can recall, was when the global financial crisis hit. And I was working in the career space then as a personal brand strategist, working with executives and professionals. Loved that. Still very passionate about that industry. But we noticed that with so many job losses around the world, and I had a contract at the time with US career ladders, and so many people had lost their jobs and were being impacted by the doom and gloom of mainstream media who were all talking about all of the losses and you know <laughs> lack of hope and all of that and so a colleague and I said we need to be the voice of hope yeah. and inspiration so we did that show for two years and you know we're able to impact people from around the world and it was such a wonderful medium I loved podcasting even though back then it wasn't called podcasting and when mm-hmm. we finished the show I continued to podcast and back then a lot of people say what are you doing that for I said I just love the connection the ability to create an incredible community and meet people yeah. from around the world and um, and then now full circle helping others such as yourself create their own yeah. podcast so that they can continue to connect and build community as well 
Amazing, amazing. And and you know, we'll and we'll go into that for the for everyone listening out there. Podcasts have become, I, I believe, the new normal. There's so much out there. There's so many messages we're all bombarded with. And I think especially since the pandemic, everyone's become quite tech savvy. And I think, you know, going for a walk and listening to a podcast, I know a lot of my clients over the last 18 months, that's been their sort of their release. I know it's mine. But before we go into there, I'd love to ask you because, you know, I've known you a few years and I've really seen you you grow and your business grow and your message and I guess purpose come to fruition. You know, in any business, as we all know, whether you're working in an organisation or you own your own business, there's challenges. And as you know, I call these gifts. I, I believe if we're open um, to unwrapping the gift in a challenging or a positive situation, we can use that to progress forward and share with others, you know, to help replicate success. I'd love to ask you, what what's a key, if you had to name a key challenge you faced, mm-hmm. sort of what was it and how has it actually been a gift in helping you get to where you are now? All right. That that is such a perfect question. And the reason I say that is because um, a number of years, probably about five or six years ago now, um, I had established a partnership and we built that partnership to a seven-figure pipeline. But for for reasons I won't share today, that partnership came to a crumbling halt. And I was left... uh, faced with, well, what am I going to do now? And looking back, I could see that I was burnt Mm. out. I could not create content, could not put two words together. And I know you, Renee, you're a a content creator yourself, but just imagine you could not even think. And and I could see looking back that I was kind of a bit depressed as well. So I thought, well, what am I going to do? How am I going to handle this grief and loss? And I thought, well, because I can't write or create, I can still ask great questions. And so I started Women and Leadership Podcast as a way to deal with my grief and loss. I thought, I'm going to go out and surround myself with incredible women and And unknownst to them, I'm going to interview them and ask them, well, how did you overcome challenges so that I could learn from them? And I did that. I started Women in Leadership podcast, but an interesting thing happened. And I call it, you know, an accident, which actually led me down the path where I am today. And so three episodes in, Mm. I accidentally generated two four-figure clients. And it wasn't a little while later, I thought to myself, if I could do that by accident, imagine if I could backtrack the steps that took that two women who absolutely did not know me go from not knowing me, looking for, you know, brand consultant, business consultant, coming to my website, listening to the three episodes, having a look around and then deciding we want to work with Anne-Marie. Could I repeat that? So that's, you know, my book and my program later, that's now what I teach. But that worst business failure ever has now become the best thing that ever happened to me because it led me down the path today. It was the kick up the backside that I needed, but I've learned so many lessons from that and they've become core principles in what I now teach. So I think that whilst challenges uh, at the time that we're experiencing them can be Mm. difficult, the way that you look at them and approach them and take the learnings from them, they can become the foundations upon which you can step and just move up. I love that. And thanks for sharing that because I think you're right. When things are happening right under our noses, so even the pandemic, especially the first few months, it's hard to go, what is the gift in this? Or if someone gets an illness, what is the gift in this? It can be hard to find what that is until later. But I think if we're open to it, as you were, not only 
Did you bring your head space in? You brought your heart space in and your intention and purpose became clearer. Um, and I know as well, even through, you know, the pandemic, we, and I, you know, very open with this, we, we lost 90% of our business two weeks into the pandemic. You know, we were on a super highway and just breaks on and, and me being the eternal optimist, I actually went probably half a day. What are we going to do? How are we going to turn this painful situation into a purposeful outcome? And it was, you know, excuse the French, bloody hard. And I just went into service and looked at it as now we have to go online. And it was something I had resisted. I love being in a room. I still do. But now our business is probably 60% online, 40% going back face-to-face. And I think it's if you're open to it and accept it, doesn't mean you have to love it or condone it, but accept it, you're going to be more open to those actual lessons. And, you know, as you know, Anne-Marie, my book is all about what have you learned out of the 12 gifts? What, what gifts have you really learned from a challenge or something positive? And how can you use that and share that and deepen that skill? Because our gifts are skill. I think for you, with what you just talked about, I think it was really the gift of growth and I think the gift of curiosity. You observed what was happening and then you provocated a little bit and then actually went in and explored it further. It was such a significant time in my life. I knew that that circumstance would have the ability to make or break me and break me is just not part of my MO so I knew it had to make me but something else that I knew too that it would be such a significant event that if I did not address it appropriately that it could change some of my core values and one of my core values was integrity and trust and I did not want because people said to me you're too trusting but I trust people or put trust in people that I would expect me to be trusted trustworthy so I did not around jaded so I actually hired the most expensive coach to support me through that because I knew that if I did not deal with this this could manifest itself in me and completely change who I was you know character wise and it was so good because I I had to go through that process of forgiveness and healing and there are no you know those negative emotional you know Mm. triggers that are there that was dealt with and I'm so glad that I took the time to do that and sharing that now and I think you hit the nail on the head about values you know values are simply what's important to us and we do a lot of work around this with teams because I think companies have values businesses have values they're stuck on a wall but it's around how can you bring them to life and getting people's perception or definition of those values is actually a great collaboration activity and also I think you know, as, as we're recording this, you know, the great resignation, I'm calling it the great rejuvenation because I think it's an opportunity for businesses to, to go, what are our values? Are we living them? Are we in contribution? And I think you personify all of that, which is amazing. Um, you are the podcasting queen and I know somebody gave you that amazing, well-deserved title quite a while ago. If our listeners, you know, and our our listeners are very broad, we've got leaders listening, we've got business owners, we've got CEOs, we've got students, it's very, very broad. If our listeners wanted to start a podcast or have maybe just started a podcast, what are just some key tips? 
great, great question. One of the things that I often will say right at the onset is let's have a look at some of the mistruths first so that, you know, there may not be some misperceptions. And so what mm. I'm seeing a lot of businesses now do is they com- they are comparing podcasting to yeah. mainstream radio and the audience and community that you create are very different to, say, mm. mainstream radio because a lot of people think, well, we can monetize our podcast through sponsorships and advertising. But as, you know, often business owners, we're creating a community of our ideal clients who down the track as they're building know, like, and trust because you're Mm. top of mind and you've created this unique listener experience and you have a podcast that they subscribe to, they binge listen to, they hang out with you on every single show. You don't want to diminish the rapport that you're building and the relationship that you're building with what I call ad stacking if you're considering that, you know, if you're comparing it to mainstream radio. Similarly too, imagine that every time that you create a podcast episode, whether you're doing a solo show, and I know you do some incredible solo shows, you've got incredible guests as well, a mixture, every single conversation Imagine that your ideal client, your community is sitting across the table and maybe while they're not contributing to the conversation, they're still part of that conversation. Conversation, And if you can look at every episode and what you're doing, your content even integrated with your podcast strategy, it becomes what you call this nurturing, you know, this nurturing where you're walking alongside, you're sowing your expertise and, and, you know, your value into the conversation that you're nurturing them along the customer journey. And for some customers, they're not yet paying customers. And so you need to ask yourself, what content are we really primarily sharing and what's the outcome that we want from our podcast? If it's this communication channel to your ideal client, who are they? Are you best service, you know, supporting your clients or community because maybe it's new clients or new prospective customers or are you going to target your podcast to more people who are working with you already so it's going to be more private? And why I say that is the outcome that you want to achieve from your podcast is going to determine the specific content, where it is shared, how often. And, you know, and so looking at a podcast, not just as a broadcasting tool, but very much a relationship building tool tool. as well. Yeah, definitely. And it's like anything, isn't it? It's, it's, I always use the, you know, the metaphor, it's like going on a holiday. It doesn't really matter how you get there. You've got to know where you're going, right? So it's a bit the same. So, so you're saying sort of know the purpose of your podcast, what the outcome is. Um, I, I know for us, you know, our whole mantra is to make workplaces better places to work and create what we call limitless leadership in a limitless culture. And that podcast is part of us being a contributor of, you know, our message. So that's that's really, really good to know because I think there's a lot of people just jumping on, oh, I've got to have a podcast because it's the in thing. On that note, what trends do you see in the future with podcasting for business owners and also for corporates having their own, you know, to build their own brand profile? Yes. Well, I know that a lot of people who are listening and and watching your show uh, are thought leaders themselves. And as we know, thought leaders don't follow trends, they create trends. So what I would like to see them do is to realise that there are no rules to podcasting other than the rules they set themselves. So in other words, if you want to have a show that is five minutes, 
have it yeah. be five minutes as long as it's intentional and yeah. the content is going to you know deliver its purpose wherever you are sharing that or whether you're going to do you know interviews as as well so I think the trend is going to be you'll you'll find that a lot of people who have started podcasting and then they realize hang on a minute it's not mm-hmm. generating the ROI that I a company had wanted are probably going to drop away and yeah. so if you really as a business are really clear on how we're going to leverage our podcast how can we create a platform to become the go-to podcast in our industry that that will continue to really position businesses mm-hmm. you know ahead of the game I also think that a lot of CEOs are going to be you yeah. know leveraging if they get it if they get the space then they'll do yeah. this they realize that they can build a deeper connection with their audience now whoever that is customers internal customers can be your staff stakeholders oh, yeah potential collaboration partners yeah and using that podcast as a vehicle to champion the brand message to champion you know their leadership thought leadership in their industry and if they do it that way they'll find that their podcast becomes you know this this binge listen to across the you know their their particular industry and that's for the people who absolutely understand the value that a podcast can deliver yeah I love that I love that and I think it I think it's important I'm seeing quite a few companies doing more of it especially through the pandemic but I think you're right it's I'm a big believer that you know at a leadership level and we're all leaders of self even if you don't have a team but you want to be what I call an industry standout That's where you're limitless. And I think to be an industry standout, you want to be the first phone call. So from a customer point of view, even if that particular supplier is not dealing with you, they ring you because you're that industry standout, you're that industry authority. And I agree, it's all about thought leadership, the term coming up with original dynamic content opposed to being, you know, thought repeatership as people call it Mm -hmm. um, and keeping it fresh because it is, and I'll be the first to say it's a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of headspace. There's a cost. For us, it's a value add and being available on, you know, Apple and Spotify and all those different platforms as well, which is great. To start a podcast, like what do you do first? Someone yeah. is, is there right now going, you know what, I've got something I want to share with the world. How do I start it? Or a leader in a business, you know, they're not a CEO that goes, you know what, I want to initiate a podcast for our organisation. Where do they start? Yeah, great question. Often the second question to where do I start, uh, the second question is often, well, what technology, what microphone do I need to, to get? And so firstly, I would say, you know, focus on your message. What is that cut yeah. through message and the purpose of that message? Because you can't, and I say this, you can't edit with the greatest of respect, you cannot edit and mix compelling content that converts, that nurtures, that builds relationship and community from fluff and banter, even if it was recorded on the most expensive of microphones. So, um, you know, message before microphone. So important. I also think too, you know, so often, so not to worry so much about the microphone. I mean, obviously you want to have technology that Mm. doesn't sound so distracting because it's, you know, too much static and things like that. But secondly too, I think it's important to 
uh, to, to know that you do not have to put on a persona. So often no. I hear people go, well, I'm, I don't really have a voice and I don't really have that kind of charisma or that, that persona. Mm. Well, you don't actually want to have that persona. And I, I'm not sure, I'm sure you've heard of the Edelman, you know, Edelman Trust Barometer. Yeah. And they yeah. do an annual trust, uh, take the, you know, the pulse of what constitutes trust. And one of the things that they discovered a number of years ago, and I'm sure that it's still very relevant today, is that if you come across as being too media focused or too um, precise and too produced, there's yeah. actually a barrier so they yeah. want real conversations. So don't yeah. feel or, or sense that, hey, I have to put on a, you know, hey, mm. you're listening to Limitless Leaders podcast, that kind of thing. No, no. have no. those deep conversations because one of the things that I think, and this is kind of to what you said before, what kind of trends, I think communities will be built and continue to be built from a podcast have a strategy that gets people off your podcast and then interact, you know, interacting with you. Or if you've got a list or, a, um, you know, we always say start with your three-part podcast series first is a beautiful yeah. option to start that next relationship piece. Have that in place first so that you've, you know, what next? People who are listening, who are your ideal client or stakeholders, what is the next step if they're mm. ready for them to take? And often people don't consider that. And it's all to do with strategy. You know, have yeah. the right strategy in place because then every single episode, which, as you say, takes time, takes money, takes commitment, yeah. is going to generate the best results. Yeah. And I think definitely, and I think there's something in, you know, repurposing. You know, we've had, as you know, some amazing guests and, you know, we have people contact us that want to be on the show. There's certain people we also seek out. But I think you know, those out out there that are creating content know that, you know, you've got to be regular, you've got to be relevant with your podcast shows, but don't feel afraid if you've had a great show and a great episode to, you know, reshare that or refer to it. I think sometimes, and I'm guilty of it, I'm very future focused, what's next, what's next. Sometimes I go, you know what, I've actually interviewed about that topic Six months, I've had my podcast, I think two years, six months ago. Let's share that. I've had an amazing response because not everyone sees or listens to your podcast when it first comes out. Exactly. And that's something I think we all, I'm, I'm at fault on that as well, mm -hmm. because you're always looking at the kind of the new guests and new topics. However, you know, in that aspect, you, you know, you could have specific areas on your website or even in private client portals that you can continue to take, you know, yeah. that information and, and snapshots. And now that when I say snapshots, it's a smaller segment of an audio, yeah. but also video. And yeah. if you create these sound bites or video bites, it hones in on some core mm. quotable quotes if you will and then for people who want to listen to the full show you direct them back to that yeah. main episode and it's yeah. all about how can I make the piece of content more consumable you know and and as you say some people are not it's a good problem to have Renee if people said Renee we listened to that six months ago you know and yeah. but then I've always said if anyone ever says to me you keep sharing that I'll say and how is that going have you implemented yet because how often we're all guilty yeah. don't hear the yeah. same over and over and still that can take action 
That's that's right. So look, today we're we're streaming from StreamYard, which which is a great technology that that we use for you know a few lives that we do and a few pre-recorded videos. Obviously, we use a software called Audacity when I'm in the room with somebody or sitting face to face. Do any suggestions on technology for people yes. that want to get started? Yeah, look, I love StreamYard and got onto StreamYard when they were still out in beta. I could see that this was going to be a technology that really yeah. could leverage both the podcast and live streaming space. Zoom is something that I used for many yeah. years as well, and that can has some streaming capabilities. At the time, and this may have changed, but at the time you could stream to one particular platform. So whether that be to you know Facebook or to YouTube, find the platform that you're using already. And if that's something that you're comfortable with, then go with that. You don't need yeah. to try everything or get, you know, something with the bells and, and whistles. But Audacity is great. Some people just think I do not want to do video at all. Well, then yeah. use Zoom and don't use yeah. the video aspect, just use the audio aspect. Yeah. You can still on StreamYard record only and not go live streaming. But, you know, the, the platforms, I think why not? While, while you're creating something, yeah. why not create con content that yeah. will allow you to tap into all the different communication preferences, audio, video, yeah. Same time. Yeah, we've we've done a lot on Zoom and they're always recorded as a video, but we've only been sharing the audio. And I think, you know, with so much noise out there now, I think it's, you know, nice to do 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 this this way as well. So people have a preference. Um and you're right, you know, you've got people that uh audio that need to just hear it, people that are visual. People that are hands-on that actually could be taking notes and watching and listening, so that keeps them um, engaged. So I would love to ask you, Anne-Marie, how do people find you? If, if people want to tap into your amazing expertise, how do they find you? Well, the best way to go is to our website, podcastingwithpurpose.com. That's uh, the best place. Or on LinkedIn, I know that you're streaming on, on LinkedIn um, to reach out to me on, on that platform too. But Podcasting With Purpose is a good place to start. Excellent, excellent. And highly recommend, I've, I've been working with Amber, I think it's probably two and a half years, the end of this year, which is just, which actually feels like longer with, with the pandemic. With the lockdown and everything, yeah. Um, my last question just on the podcast thing, how often is there science, are there statistics that back up how often you should be releasing a show? Yeah. Again, identify what works best for you. I've got some clients that will only publish uh, depending on whether they've got a show and they their particular strategy is to interview their members, you know, the members yeah. who are who are customers. Yeah. And that yeah. works well. I mean, they just recently were listed as number one Australian women podcasts mm. in, in Australia. And sometimes they don't publish, you know, maybe only once a month. But really, if you look at what is the purpose of the podcast, and if it really is to generate leads generate business you want to be top of mind with high quality content and yeah. I would say if you could do something on a fortnightly every second week and yeah. be in mind that if you have something that you want to release that can be five minutes five That's minutes right. how many times could you record something that might be five minutes snippet that you could yeah. do on an alternate week that will allow you to continue to at least have some some content some information that is yeah 
being sent out, if you can do a weekly basis. I've had podcasts that have gone from from daily to weekly to every fortnight um, and they all work because the mm-hmm. strategy that and the, the outcome that we wanted fit in with that time frame. Yeah. And is yeah. there, just quickly, is there a preferred... I know hours are usually 30 to 35 minutes. My solo shows are 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, I know, you know, you remember we we interviewed the amazing um, CEO of GS1, Maria Palazzolo, and it was face-to-face and it went for an hour and a half. So we did that in a few parts. Yeah. Is there a magic number? I think I would say go and look out at your audience and if they are able to give you feedback. Because yes. if you've got, I've had some clients that work with very busy mums and they don't have a lot of time to listen. So their mm. podcast is anywhere typically from 10 to 15 yes. minutes. That yes. has changed a little bit in the consumer behaviour or the listener behaviour in that there's not as many people that are commuting to work. 20 minutes yeah. seems to be a really good time. Yeah. Though I must say I had someone that loved 40 minutes podcast because yes. that's how long it took him to mow the lawn or how long he liked to, to have in the bath kind of thing so catch up on his podcast but you know I'd say if you have yes. a number of different sound bites of different lengths as long as the quality is there yes. because let's face it if we're listening or watching something that is so good it doesn't mm. matter how long it is we're no. going to listen and watch you spot on there um and I think yeah, you're right with the commute times and, yeah, you're right. Like I, I was doing a half an hour walk at 6am right through the pandemic and if I wasn't going into delivery because I usually just get my mind in that, I would listen to a podcast. So I think that's a, a great question and the regularity as well. You know, we've gone from weekly to two-weekly to monthly now to sort of we've gone back to two-weekly and I remember being asked, uh, Renee, a question uh, or I saw a question be asked and it was from a colleague who said, what's the best time to you know, post mm. on social media? And I yeah. kind of, you know, private messaged him and said, rather than asking that, why not make your content so good that it doesn't matter what time you publish it, people think, oh, they're going to publish it. This is the time and yeah. day I'm going to go out and search for their content because it's that yeah. good. I love it. I love it. So speaking of time, and I know we could chat all day, thank you so much, so much value there. I've got our four little questions that we always ask at the end or the start. So I'd love to ask you, Anne-Marie, favourite word? Favourite word, adventure. Love it. Yeah. Yes, I can see that. What is your most loved meal? You know, I'm all about food. I saw that question come up. You know, I love fish and chips. My husband and I will go to Phillip Island or um, Turidan and just, you know, some fresh fish and and chips with a, you know, a fresh lemon looking out on the sea or the the bush. Fish and chips. Fish and chips. Pretty pretty simple. Yeah, beautiful though, but, you know, it's a simple thing. My my favourite fish, like fish and chip fish, is down at Apollo Bay at the co-op. It's my thing. I just sit there and I look out and it's just, it's isn't it? You just have these little moments. I'll be doing that in a few weeks. Yeah. Oh, lovely. What sound or noise do you love? Silence. Oh, how are we friends? <laughs> no, I'm an introvert and yeah. I love silence, you know. Yeah. Mm, I've got too much fun. chatter going on and ideas going on in my head so I can I keep know. myself busy. You love it. And what profession other than your own would you attempt? 
I'm a multi-passionate person. So, mm. you know, lots of different topics and, and, you know, backgrounds, careers fascinate me. But of recent times, there is one that I wish I had have taken more notice of and that because I would like to contribute or at least know how it runs and that is politics. So had I known what was happening now many years ago, I think I would have had a bit more interest in what's going on so that I could uh, at least know how best to, uh, so that would probably be one that I would. Yeah, yeah. I, isn't it funny? So you, you could, it could actually be a gift though that you haven't done that. Well, it could, it could. <laughs> Especially in today's <laughs> day and age. And marie thank you so much for sharing your knowledge, your expertise and, and so generously and I, I'm sure everyone out there listening or watching has gleaned some great value. Um, as always, you know, I thank all of our listeners over the years and I really encourage you to reach out if you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the Limitless Leaders podcast. We've started recording again and we're, we're looking for guests to kick off in late Jan um, and also any hot topics or things you'd like to explore. We are um, really excited to say that along with all our in-house programs we run with organisations, we've just launched the Limitless Leaders Group Mentoring Program and this is a 90-day connection. So this is where it doesn't matter what business you're from, um, mid to senior leadership, you can come and basically collaborate, connect and grow with other like and like-minded leaders. So we're kicking that off on the 10th of Feb. If you're interested, you can see on the screen, just go to my website, go to programs and have a look at the Limitless Leaders 90-Day Connection and have a look at if it's for you or not or if there's someone else that may benefit. So as always, thank you, Anne-Marie. Oh, thank you, Renee. Love being here with you today. And thanks to all our listeners. Stay safe, stay well, stay limitless. You've been listening to Limitless Leaders Podcast, leading from the inside out to develop limitless self-leadership, leaders, teams and organisations. To find out how you can accelerate your mindset, your communication, collaboration and connection to become a limitless leader, sign up for our Limitless Leaders Podcast series at www.renegerusso.com forward slash podcast series. That's renegerusso.com forward slash podcast series. 